at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Sunday morning it certainly is and we talk uh, marketing, branding, advertising, PR in fact anything that communicates is what will cover it. There's a big uh, Lurie's night uh, last night in fact the first time in a good few years that I was not there the Lurie's in Cape Town will certainly cover uh, speak to some of the big winners the, the Grand Prix winners will certainly chat to them uh, and gold winners as well and look ahead to tonight which is all the TV awards so we'll talk about that from 9.30 onwards right but for now we're going to talk about something that's, that's really fascinating you know um, what's more important as as a journalist is it more important to get things done first or to get it right now you may say Im- immediately of course it's both and i understand that but sometimes you don't have a choice so is it better to be first or better to be right that means as in accurate i've got three guests uh, besides your views, and you can call in, remember that, 891 104207 uh, to SMS at 34701, to tweet it at Ashraf Garda. The three guests I have, Janine Lazarus is from Janine Lazarus Media. We have Wadim Schreiner, who's now an independent media analyst and the director of social license as well. And uh, Kulikani Magubani, who's a political reporter for, for Business Day. So um, all three of you, Janine, Wadim and uh, Kulikani, good chatting to you. Good morning. Good morning, Ashraf. Okay. In fact, uh, let me just see if I can connect with the. Uh, well, I need to connect with. I think Kulikani on the line there. Yeah. All right. Got got him down there. Uh, well, thanks for your time, all three of you. Janine, let me start with you. So, your question. I mean, you're obviously going to say it's better to be both, but but that's not always the case. Uh, you know, obviously it's better to be right. But um, having worked as a journalist, having worked as a hard news journalist, you must also understand that uh, the, the public is hung- hungry to know what happens. So you're almost feeding the hungry monster. And I think the, the phenomenon of, 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 of perhaps inaccuracy while you're beating deadline is, is not completely uncommon. Mm. And I remember working feverishly in a newsroom uh, to, you know, on a, on a breaking story in a, in a hyper-competitive news environment. So um, it's, almost, it's almost there's a fog of deadlines, a fog of, mm. and, 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 and the result is also fog around accuracy. And, of course, the issue that I think I want to raise is the South African crime statistics. You know, we're having okay. a look at... The one that was just released a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, we were looking at, I was looking at yesterday's uh, Saturday Star. I think, you know, there'd be, there'd be a lot less time for, in inverted commas, poetic license if statistics were released a hell of a lot more often. You know, because then you would be giving journalists information, and journalists wouldn't have to write around it. So, so, so in this case here, meaning, meaning what? Because they they so delayed, there's lots of what speculation. Absolutely. I mean, when I was a crime reporter, you know, many many years ago, mm-hmm. there were speculation. There was a lot of speculation. There were there were moratorium. Uh, there was a moratorium. My apologies on crime stats. So, and we were also accused of of, of negative reportage and of of of, mm. of of painting the country in 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 a bad colour. So, journalists unfortunately spoke to some sources that perhaps may not have been their their first sources of choice. But you know, it is it's open to speculation. Oh, well, yeah. find out what, what does that mean? I mean, is the drive to to get the story out uh, uh, that that important? Then let's get the thoughts of Akulikani Magubani from from the business. Day. You're a political reporter. Goodness, you're in the minefield. I would think, right? Well, what are your thoughts? You know, best to be first, best to be right. Um, well, well, uh, what's quite right, um, what, what Janine was saying, um, I mean, every, every journalist wants to be the first on something, but, uh, in, 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 in every case, uh, one, things that need to be taken into consideration, uh, the issues of, the, uh, the accuracy of, of what you're doing, um, whether it's fair, and I believe that the window where this comes in that make, that, that makes it very difficult to, to deal with is public interest. Mm. Well, All right, so, but, yes. but, I mean, do, do you find, 
the point made that, that you are under pressure to be first and, and we understand why but in the first if you compromise slightly because when we say to be right what, what are we saying we're saying accuracy being being truthful being honest or are we saying being speculative um, I think it's a, a, a combination of, of being uh, factually uh, correct and uh, being fair to the subject matter of what we're, of, of what we're discussing. And it gets uh, it gets very challenging in, in print media, especially because um, uh, we, we have so many we have other platforms which are the breaker of news, and uh, print media's role uh, seems uh, seems to have changed over the years from uh, being in the game of of, of breaking news. Uh, right up there to becoming uh, a a lean back uh, media source uh, that's that that not only explains the news but explains its implications and what it means and in order to to be able to do that uh, uh, fairness and accuracy would be non-negotiables yeah some are saying not negotiable is that really the case in practice what in Shriner with me what what in your thoughts I think one of the things that we also need to go and remember is that even though journalists are working on a very, very tight deadline, they obviously also need to go and verify their stories with certain sources. And I think this is where, particularly in the last couple of years, a lot of problems emerged. I mean, as much as journalists working on deadlines, those that need to be, those that need to be contacted to go and verify their stories need to be able to go and provide an answer. And that is where I found over the last two to three years a, I wouldn't call it necessarily deliberate, but, but perhaps it is a deliberate lack of response where you're trying to go and clarify your story because you are running on a deadline mm. and the person that should be able to go and give you the answer either can't or doesn't or deliberately stalls it. And that in itself causes um, you know, quite, quite a challenge to everything around there and eventually the journalist has to go and do that. So particularly if you're looking at government sources, you know, you, you, you're working on a story, you want to go and contact the spokesperson from government, you contact him or her and he or she doesn't know. The response to verify, the response to, to do that doesn't come through. Now, mm. then the, the, the spokespeople of government basically are saying, yeah, you're running the story without verifying and without, you know, checking the facts. But at the same time, you know, that story doesn't come, come through and the sources are not verifying it enough. So it becomes more and more challenging as those sources don't become available. Mm. All right, I'll get to some of your tweets as well in a moment. Uh, if you are tweeting, it's at Ashraf Garda. You can SMS to 34701. And if you wish to call in with short, strong views, uh, original views on this, I'm happy to take those calls. 0891-104-207. Someone called, well, MJ M. Opperman saying, from a legal standpoint, you can't afford not to be right. Journos have to think like lawyers a bit too. Um, And then Tony Beamish, a writer himself, saying, well, being first and right is an investigative, is what, in an investigative rather, is what one must strive to achieve. My view is that it's important to be right. That is what I try to do being uh, and then being first as well, but being right is, is critically important. And, and there's more on that, yeah. Janine, let, let's talk about this. I mean, ultimately, do, do listeners, do, do listeners, do readers, do viewers, do they care who's first? I think they do. Um, I don't know if they care who's first. What they care about is, is, is uh, accessing the information and, 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 and reading and listening and watching the information as soon as they possibly can. So, again, to, um, to uh, perhaps echo Kulikani, there is enormous pressure on journalists to produce and the, the whole issue of public interest, and I think Kulikani would agree with me, um, that is, I think, the tipping point. 
a journalist work is guided by public interest. So I, you know, mm. I don't know whether the public is interested in hearing from Janine or hearing from Ashraf. What mm. they're interested mm. about is, 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 is learning about the story as quickly as possible. And also to echo Vadim. Vadim is talking about verification. I mean, I've been on deadline. You know, when I was a crime reporter, mm. when I did investigative journal, uh, journalism, we're, we're trying to get verification from a source is akin to trying to, I don't know, interview interview the Pope. Okay, so, so you then don't get verification, but well, you're on deadline. Well, what, what you've got to do, do it, and that's a problem. I mean, you know, any self-respecting journalist will not run a story without at least getting some kind of verification. So you're going to go to source B, source C. You're going to get another source to verify what the first source is not going to tell you, which is obviously not the idea. Mm. We mm. accept this. But you've got to understand that you're beating the clock you know and that you know the news machine keeps moving and i think the advent of social media makes it even even harder i like mm. i like i like what kulakani how kulakani described uh, described print media because mm. i think print media has taken on a more in-depth role now and much more of an analytical role yeah good good point well i mean i certainly know from the from my experiences hosting the special assignment tv show which is also investigative not doing it anymore of course but there are times when you've when we've played repeats because of that somebody promises to actually deliver a story in terms of on camera and then at the 11th hour says okay i can't talk about it so so that's the problem when you find that uh, especially with investigative things things tend to tend to get hold back you, you, do you want to add on to that yeah I, I just got to talk about two stories really quickly ashraf if you'll allow me the time the one is the death of of madiba i mean mm. they were i've just i pulled i did some research onto this and i pulled a um, a, a big story from media ethics. The media were, were castigated for, for reporting incorrectly that Madiba died before he actually did. Uh, CBS News, a German media outlet, reported that in fact he'd had a cardiac arrest, which was emphatically denied mm, by doctors mm. and then of course emphatically denied by Mac Maharaj. You know, there's an ideal example. I mean, I understand they're protecting an icon like, uh, as, as, as Nelson Mandela, but the point is if you made if you communicated clearly and you communicated on time, you would have less of this frenzy around incorrect reportage. Mm -hmm. Here's another story that I picked up. Um, and this was not so long ago. It was in March, March, March last year. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good year. Um, the South African Press Association, SARPA, incorrectly stated that 28% of this country's schoolgirls were infected by HIV, when in fact compared with 4% of schoolboys, yeah, when in fact, yeah. actually what the media was doing was they were re referring to a small number of schools in the Natal Midlands that were in, particularly, in the, in the region, yeah, yeah, that were particularly hard hit by HIV. So what they did is they didn't verify that, that stat from a national point of view before, before running with it. Now there's the problem. Mm. You know, I mean, that for me is, is inexcusable. Yeah, that, that's completely off, off the mark, isn't yeah. it? Well, I'll, I'll get to the other guests and I'll pick out your comments, uh, 234701. Uh, Kodikani Magubani, one of my three guests who's a political reporter for the Business Day newspaper. Now, you, you made the point earlier about, you know, newspaper's role has been, has been slightly shifted. I mean, certainly when I, and I do read the Business Day every single day, I can tell you that. But the funny part, I hardly ever re read it for the breaking story. My expectation is the, the analysis in the inside pages, right? Does that come through from your readers and therefore does that shift your position when I say yours, your entire newspaper's position in terms of what they need to churn out every, every day? Um, well, uh, I, I, I still think that uh, for for, our, uh, for the reporters in our newsroom, it is still very important uh, to break stories, to, to, to have stories that uh, people can say instantly, okay, um, 
uh, this story is a business day story you 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 got it there first but it's it certainly uh has it it, it certainly has meant that we've gone more to a side of explaining stories explaining uh the the, the, the intricate dynamics of of what drives the story and its content um and that actually increases the burden of accuracy and the burden of knowing your subject matter but um um make no mistake about it we're still we're still, we, we we still we we still do uh, look to break stories where, when, and where we can. And 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 what, what do you mean, just your experiences? Ha, has this changed in terms of that question? Do you need to be right, or do you need to be do you need to be first, or do you need to be right? And I think we all agree. Ideally, you need to be both. But can you actually choose between one of the two? Um, sure. Um, well, with a very with a short amount of time I've spent in this newsroom, um, I, I've, I've I've noticed that it is a coin toss a lot of the time. It's it's, it's one mm. or the other, and. Um, the, uh, and I've, uh, the mantra I've always been told is you you want to be right rather than first if you have to choose between the two, and uh, and and then what what is very important and this is the support of the newsroom and it's it's very important to have a strong newsroom uh, and people in that environment that will not allow something that uh, something with, with with a hint of doubt something that could co- that is compromised to make print. Can, well, well, can well, I ask well, a let me just get what Wadim's thoughts as well? Wadim, just just add to that. Yeah, I want to add something to that because I think one of your people at SMS earlier in was also making a comment about, you know, the fact that we need to go and look at legal and we need to go and think yes. like lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think that the day that journalists think like lawyers Leave is journalism. the day that journalism <laughs> is going to go and end. Um, because we already know that, you know, what is legally right and legally wrong, and we've just had a very big court case with Oscar Pistorius going on, is a very, very difficult thing to go and establish. So I think... No journalism within the amount of time or any amount of time has got the ability to go and verify what is right because that right in itself is, is already questionable. So I think yeah. what has to go and happen is is that some kind of a judgment process with one, two or three people has got to go and take place and, and I believe it is taking place to go and make reasonably sure that that information is correct and that we can go and say it yeah. is a right. To go and think of it from legal point of view, so in legal terms, it's, it's never going to work. Uh, journalists don't work that way. Public mm. doesn't work that way. Well, well you'd probably engage in self-censorship, I, I would think, way. isn't it? Wadim, you'd probably engage in self-censorship then, right? Mm. If well, in a way, uh, the, the whole media industry is already working like this one with the, with the press ombudsman. Um, the, the, the dynamics for a for an organization such as the media or the journalism fraternity works differently than others. There has to be, because of time, there has got to go and be because of the relationship to the public, a different, different process than a process of legal and courts happening okay. and taking place. Mm. If it is taking place, I wouldn't know. Um, you know, business guys can perhaps explain that to us, but certainly the dynamics are different. Okay, let me just throw this to to people tweet or SMSing. So you're listening, uh, and then the point that I put to, to Janine earlier, you know, when when a media house, whether it's a radio station or a TV station or uh, or a newspaper or even an online site, when they break a story and that is accurate, a story that is accurate, okay, so it's correct. Do you find there's a special affinity that you have for that particular, uh, you know, media house, or in fact, it doesn't really matter? I mean, just think about this. Do you remember who actually broke the story about Oscar Pistorius? I think I do, but do you remember? And I does do. it actually matter to you now that you do? Janine, maybe you can answer that. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm an ex-journalist, so I remember exactly who broke the Oscar Pistorius story, and I'm sure Kulikani would be able to tell you who broke the arms scandal story mm-hmm. and who uncovered some of the biggest uh, white-collar corporate crime. I think the way to perhaps, and I don't know if, 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 if Vadim would agree with me, but I think 
we journalists are doing the best they can with a very limited time you know they're busy turning stories around as as fast as they possibly Mm. can Mm. so would perhaps my suggestion and i don't know if, if, if both your guests would agree with me perhaps if a journalist cannot get a story verified from a particular a prime source perhaps then what you've got to write into the story is that it's important to flag that that you you you're writing this piece of information you try to get confirmation from source a you're running with it because you've got confirmation from a secondary source i'm not quite sure how Mm, you would structure mm, that mm, but mm. i think it's important to flag those issues because if you don't it can come across as sloppy and 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 sloppy reporting and reporting that lacks credibility yeah and and that's critically important as well what 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 are your thoughts about that um because i mean as, as you answer that you, you know, the, the question is, if we're saying, if we flag it as Janine suggests, some may say that that alone suggests that, that you as the writer already has some doubt in the story. So from a reader point of view, does, would it bother them? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine that it, it, it does. It, it, it does uh, create some. Uh, it does create a, a bit of a guess to it. Uh, it it's 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 a, it's a lot of guesswork, but it, again, it, it goes back to building the, the right network of people that That's you can right. trust. Uh, when when you receive something, you 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 knock it against them, and uh, when you, when you speak to people enough, you do get an idea of um, of, of 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 how plausible something is, or or, or 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 get an idea of the dynamics of the scenario that's been set to you by a source. Uh, um, so mm-hmm. uh, and 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 while I mean. And we work uh, very strictly by a clock. So mm. um, if, if 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 the page is, it goes to bed without it, well, uh, th- th- then you either you either lost out or you have to uh, do something to make sure that your credibility is uh, is still intact with with whatever you you are looking to go with. Mm. So it it definitely goes with speaking to as many people as possible. And again, uh, uh, the people who we speak to every day, they know our code. Uh, they know what we have to do. They know mm, what we mm, can't mm, get away with. So, so they understand. The, they understand the terrain. I understand that, right? Some questions. Uh, Brian saying the Inkandla debacle, and we still have not heard the whole story. Um, if there's more access to information, I think this continues. In fact, it's the other way around. If there was more access to information, uh, there would be less of a risk of incorrect facts being made public by journalists. We Good are point. several years into the Inkandla debacle, debacle, and we still have not heard the whole story. Uh, when public figures receive negative coverage in the press, they always claim that the journalist concerned is not interpreted or reported what they said incorrectly. Mm. Uh, interesting. Well, I mean, the, the example about, about what happened with the with the with the MK veteran uh, just fairly recently was was a classic where he said he's been he's been misquoted, but of course it's, there yeah. was a YouTube video to prove what he said. You know, the reality check is, I mean, you know that I work in in, in media training, and the reality check is once you say something is out, then you can't take it back. You can talk to me about you didn't mean it, and there's a translation problem. You know, you open your mouth, you say something, that's it, game over. Mm. You know, Mm. if it's the same thing as when the Oscar Pistorius issue uh, uh, hit the press. Uh, Lulu Tlingwana, who at the time was a minister of women and children Mm. and Mm. people Mm. with disabilities, she said Afrikaans men are like that. Now, we could yeah, we yeah. could we could dis- we could discuss whether in fact it was a translation issue, but that is what she said, and I have the clip, and I use it during training. And, 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 I'm, and, and what I'm you a- say doesn't always allow the public to understand yeah. what it's, did she mean. Did you she open, say what she yeah, mean? you know, if you want to open your mouth, you must be careful what comes out of it. Otherwise, bite your damn tongue. You're a minister. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, there's some there's some old. 
comments, and I'll check that out in a, in a second. Let's just then talk, Janine, about about whether you know maybe some examples from from the well. Let's just talk about the Oscar trial. Besides what you just quoted already, how, how has that changed how how the media world is going to operate globally? Because we had a trial that was completely live. So you can't be first. There were so the many aspects of that trial, that live coverage of the trial. And I mean, maybe I'm speaking like a 51-year-old old woman. Where if I was 24, 25, mm, I would have mm. felt completely different. But there were so many, so many aspects of the televised trial that I was distinctly uncomfortable with. There was so much invasiveness. And as I said, I'm talking mm, as an older mm, lady, mm. a more mature lady from, mm. from that perspective. Um, the whole social media frenzy around that. I mean, everywhere you looked, it was Oscar Pistorius. I got, I had enough. You know, was there no was there no other news happening around town? So yes, I think social media, digital media, has definitely changed the way news is reported. Televised, televised courtroom. It, it became an it became a soap opera. I mean, people stopped working. Well, it, well, it, well, it certainly did. Kulikani, give me give me your thoughts on that. You know, how you know social social media, not just the Oscar trial, but social media. How has that now forced a, a rethink? Because largely, unless it's an absolute breaking story, which is the secret story, uh, you know, uh, the, the crime tests are not a breaking story anymore. It's a public, it's a press conference. And goodness, I don't even need to read your paper. I will get it as and when it happens by, uh, if not journalists, just even the layperson watching it on television, they can tweet the results and I know exactly what it is. So how has that changed how, how we do things? Well, it, it's it's changed it's changed the terrain quite significantly. I mean, uh, to, to the point where I mean, information on its own is is, is uh, it's it, it's not as much of a currency as it was before. But mm-hmm. now, what you add to it, it's, it's, it's the value you add to it that that becomes important. That's what makes the difference. That's what distinguishes uh, you, especially uh, in, in the in the print media world. And uh, and it gets difficult with large stories um, such as the Oscar Pistorius story. Um, and I. I actually believe that probably um, uh, former President Nelson Mandela's stay in, ho- in hospital mm-hmm. last year was a mm-hmm. huge test um, uh, for for South African media and uh, and and how strong we can be and and and, uh, and uh, of course keeping into account how responsible we need to be and uh, in, in in the way that nobody wanted to be uh, creative for lack of a better word mm-hmm. at, at that mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. it is such it is such an important story. story. Uh, and it was just that significant. The same thing with awesome stories. Everyone gets the information at once. It is how you interpret that information. It is uh, the networks that you use, the people that you contact to add value to the information that is already out there to bring a new dimension to the story that will set each newsroom apart. Mm. Nicholas saying, Ashraf, what about the SABC story? When will that be told? I don't know. There's just so many segments <laughs> to that story. Quite honestly, I don't know which one you're talking about. It could be generations as well. Yeah, I think it's quite a few. Yeah. What well, well, do you maybe your thoughts on, on this year? The, so, you know, th- there, there should be checks and balances. And of course, we've got the press ombudsman or the press council. Uh, Senate plays its part. Uh, you know, in, in terms of those checks and balances, although we're asking what's more important to be first or to be right, in, in practical terms, if we do an analysis, what does come through? Are we, are journalists more often first and not right, or are they more often first and right? That means we can tick off in maybe 95% of the cases. What, what would be the answer there? I think, unfortunately, for the last two to three years, I think the trend is to go on being first and than being right. And I think see the the, the obvious way to go and see that is by looking at the number of 
uh, retractions that we're starting to see mm. between the yeah, right. where over the past couple of years we had like maybe one or maybe two. There is some Sundays and some days where you almost find half a page of retractions and corrections and that is for me an indicator how often, you know, a story came out and how often a story had to be retracted and we can go and talk about if that retraction is now, you know, actually serving a purpose or not because it's after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I think what is very important is, and, and, and Janine mentioned it earlier on, is what we have is a lack, a decreasing lack of feeling for privacy um, because it's, it's pushed for time. We saw that with the naked pictures of the celebrities a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that basically mm-hmm. coming up. And I think what is required, and I don't know, you know, if that is still in existence in the newsrooms, because it, it was when I was, but it's also time ago, is a more tighter management and training and mentorship approach within the newsrooms that Bang basically on. are teaching those mm-hmm. that are running the stories to go and make sure what to do, how to go and check those things, and to go and observe those aspects around privacy and ethics. Mm. I don't know if that's actually happening. I think because perhaps a lack there of we are finding, you know, the story has got to come up because we are competing with Twitter and we're comparing with Facebook and we're competing with everybody else. And don't worry about it, we'll fix it up afterwards. But can you really? And mm. I have my serious doubts and I'm worried about the trend of verifying later on because it does a tremendous damage to the people that you're reporting on and damage that very seldom can go and be fixed in time. And, and okay. damage from Janine, here. Right, Janine, your thoughts, the trend, where is it going to? Uh, look here, I mean, I think, I think both your guests and you as a journalist, Ashraf, would agree with me. Racing for a story and being first to get a story mm. is in the DNA mm. of, of being a journalist. Mm. I mean, that's just it's who we expected, are. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's who we are. You know, you, you want to be first, that's the way it is. Um, I think, uh, in fact, I agree 100% with Kulikani where he says a journalist is only as strong as their sources and hopefully the guys that are out there are working on cultivating those sources, on building huge levels of trust with them so that they get information that is accurate. But I definitely would agree with Vadim and it's, it's, it's quite a sad note to end the interview on and that is to say, unfortunately, there is a big training gap in a lot of newsrooms. You know, journalists need to be taught in no uncertain terms that when there is a story that they're working on they got to cr- cross check 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 and check again well there you are just last thoughts then uh, Kulikani your final words um, I, I think uh, the most important thing I could say uh, from here is um, as journalists it's absolutely essential that we respect our audiences you know um, uh, on any given day, given the publication I write for, I'm easily writing for an audience of people whose IQ is um, uh, higher than that of my own. And mm-hmm. even the best of us like spicy thriller sentence stories. There you go. Um, the truth but, is out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, because uh, because of uh, because of the pressures that we work in, we have to. We also have to add substance to that as well. Uh, you have to give substance uh, where there is uh, a public interest. Yeah. Uh, 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 because news at the end of the day is the aspect of an event that people are going to be talking about the next day but you need substance with that absolutely good point let's leave it at that well in terms of that question and thanks for your time all three of you that's uh, you've heard the voice of uh, Kolekani Magubani and then before that uh, Janine Lazarus and uh, Walim Shriner well that question you know, what's more important to be first with the news or to be right with the news I think let me just rephrase it's probably now I think the consensus is you need to be first with the accurate news. Does that make any sense to you? First with the accurate news. Uh, let's get some accurate news on the uh, Sanlam Cape Town Marathon now with uh, Manfred Seidler. In fact, we'll get to Manfred in just a second or two. All right, a couple of more thoughts. Uh, someone says when we have honest public figures, only, the, only then can we expect accurate news. I believe there's some change as well in terms of news. Uh, the SABC2, Afri- SABC Afrikaans News, which was an SABC3 until now, at 
what, 7.30? Yeah, I think it is. I'm not too sure. You see, I'm guessing, and I'm telling you that I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been shifted now uh, back to SABC2, and that's called because of, of complaints from people like Afri Forum, etc. But I stand to be corrected about the actual story. I just have a sense. I know that, it, in fact, it has happened. Lots more to come right after this.